fun? Isn't this a fun morning? You guys having fun? Parents are like, pray for me. Uh, we usually pray for the kids at this point. So Lord bless the parents. We are keeping the kids in today, and I love it. We do this about twice a year, usually Christmas, Easter, and I'm going to need the kids um, to help me out here in a minute. Looks like these girls are ready. Um, but I did want to mention, if you've got young kids and maybe they uh, aren't having it or they need a diaper change or whatever, right behind this room, there's a live audio video feed, moms, dads, you can hang out there and not miss a beat, all right? So um, I do need the kids up here. Can I have all the littles who want to? You don't have to, but if they're elementary age or down there, I want to come over here with me. There's an Easter basket. Everybody can come get an Easter basket or bucket and come join me right here on the floor. Grab a basket or bucket. Come on over. Look at all these good looking. I hope we have enough. Look at all these good looking kids. And then come sit with me. We're going to have a little, little time. Oh, man. You, high five. You guys look so good. Oh, that was weak. Come, come on. Passed up by both your kids. Ouch. My soul is hurting. All right, is this everybody that wants to join us? You don't have to. If you feel shy, it's fine. If mom and dad need to stick around, thank you very much. All right, guys. Oh, make sure you have one basket. Oh, look at you helping your friends. And then come have a seat with me over here. I love doing this. It's always fun and always unpredictable. Um, it's Easter, guys. Are you excited? We're going to have these baskets for you. we got a little Easter egg hunt waiting for you outside. I know you're excited. You saw? Somebody told me one was on my car. That one's for me. Unless you're going to share candy with me. Are you going to share candy with me? Oh, no. Dang. Um, there's something in your baskets. Who sees what's in there? What is that? That's a seed. You're right. What kind of seed do you think that is? Oh, you double portion blessing. Amen. You got two. Apple seeds? What else do you guys think they might be? It's not a flower seeds. What did you say? Corn seeds. Um, flowers close. These are actually sunflower seeds. Um, and I wanted to bring in, have you ever seen a sun? Don't put it in your mouth. Uh, you could plant this at home. I don't know if this one will grow. Has anybody ever planted a sunflower seed? I have a yeah? I used to have a we, whole garden. Oh, wow. A whole, I'm impressed. I don't have a whole garden. But one time, my daughter got to plant a sunflower seed in her, in her kindergarten class, and we brought it home and planted it, and it grew. And it grew so big. I mean, sunflowers are huge. And do you know when that flower gets huge, what's right in the black center is like thousands of those seeds. If you've harvested them, they're amazing. And you're like, why are we talking about seeds? You can eat the sunflower seeds. And you could eat these, but somebody was doing it with the plastic bag. That's all. Don't eat the plastic bag. If you like sunflower seeds and you want to eat that, go right ahead. We're going to talk about this for a second. Why am I talking about seeds? Well, Jesus said something to his friends. And you know what? Jesus likes little kids like you. He said, let the kids come to me. So today's, I wanted to start by talking to you, like you're sitting on Jesus' lap today, and he's talking to you about things that are really important to him. One day he was talking to his friends, and he said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now that sounds weird, 
But the next verse in John chapter 12 says, Verily, truly, I tell you, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it's only a single seed. If you never plant this seed, all you have is one seed. But if you put it in the ground, he said, it produces many seeds. And you know what he was talking about when he said about that seed was going to go into the ground and, and die? But then it would come and produce many seeds. He was talking about himself. That's the whole story of Easter. Did you know that? But he wasn't just talking about himself. He said this. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Let me tell you what that means for you. Jesus made an example of himself. He made himself a seed. He allowed them to put his body dead in the ground, and then he rose to give life to you and me, and then you become one of those seeds. And he says, if you'll give me your seed, if you'll follow me, if you'll give me your life, he says, God will honor you. You know, when I was your age, someone told me this, you know, that God would bless the person who walks with him, and I believed it, and it changed my life. He blessed the person who gave their life to him, and so your life is like this seed, and you can choose what to do with it. Not just to have a life for yourself, but you know what? If you give your life to Jesus, he'll use you to bring life to lots and lots of other people. He'll use your life to change a lot of other people's lives. He, you know, he will give life to many. He'll give spiritual, eternal life. Do you believe that? Yeah. yeah. I do too. Yeah. And your, hand, your, seed will be, your life will be like a seed in the hand of the master gardener. And he'll use you to bring life to a multitude of people. You just got to let Jesus plant you deep, deep, deep in the soil of his love so you can grow up into him and be a blessing to the world around you. And I want that for you. That's why I gave you this seed. I want you to remember that. I want you to ask Jesus to make you a seed, to plant you in his love. Can we pray for you? Can we pray for every, all these kids up here? If you'd let me pray for you, would you just close your eyes? Put your hands like this so you're not distracted. Everyone else in the room, would you just extend your hands to these kids and we're going to bless them. Lord, we thank you for these lives, these little seeds. We pray that they would come to you. As you said, let the children come. We pray that each and every one of them would know you even from the, this young age. God, that you'd plant them deep, deep in the soil of your marvelous love. That they would know what is the width, the length, the height, and depth of your love and grow up into you all of their days. Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. All right, so before you leave, I need to ask a favor of you. You can keep this basket, because at the end of service, you get to go find some eggs outside. Um, but I'm, I shared this message just for you. But in a minute, I'm going to share a message for everyone. And the other people want to hear their message too. And I would love it if you listened. You know, I was a little like you. I used to sit and listen to the pastor preach. And sometimes I fell asleep, but sometimes I heard what he said. And it changed my life. So I need you to do, some, do me a favor. I need you to be on my team. I need you to try to help everyone pay attention. And if you get bored, that's why you have those coloring pages. Just play those coloring pages. And before you know it, somebody's going to sing a song. We're going to say amen. And we're going to all find those eggs. But are you on my team today? Can we all listen to the word of God today? I didn't hear you. Can we listen to the word of God today? All right. Good job. Can you guys give them a hand? Go ahead and find your seats. Come on. Good job.
Thanks, guys. I can't wait. I'm going to be out there, too. I won't take any eggs unless you give them to me, but I'm going to be out there. Good job, Tom. Doesn't matter how old you are, you're still a child of God. Might be a little harder to get up and down off the floor, but we can still do it. <laughs> Some of you just got that. All right, we are going to get into the Word of God today, and I'm excited about that. Thank you for that. Um, we've been on this journey to the cross. If you haven't missed the message today, it's all about Jesus, all right? But we've been on this journey to the cross, and here's the journey we've been on so far in the series that we've been on. And if you haven't been here, that's fine. I'm going to catch you up in about 10 seconds. So Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest followers and then denied by one of his best friends. He was arrested. He was put on trial. He was unjustly accused, and he went willingly. He was whipped and beaten, but innocent, and he endured. His body then was hung on a cross, and on that cross, he gave up his life willingly. And he gave up his spirit. He was crushed. His soul was crushed with the agony of separation from the Father and the weight of the sin of the whole world. His body, they pierced and was literally drained of its lifeblood. And that dead body was placed in a grave, like seed, for three days. And that body was dead, but his spirit was at work, ransoming the redeemed from hell. And as you may or may not know, on the third day, <laughs> that spirit of God entered back into that body with new super, supernatural, overcoming, victorious life, and that body got brought out of the grave. <laughs> now we're all caught up. And when he did, hell trembled, heaven roared with praises, and that's why we're here today. Just as he was completely dead, he is now completely alive, fully resurrected, fully glorified, and gives life to all who will believe in him. Amen? So let me pray. We're going to jump into the Bible in John chapter 20. We thank you, Father, today that your son was given to bring us to you. Today we say thank you. Today we give you adoration. Today we ask that the resurrection life of Jesus would be fully alive in us. That just as you rose from the grave and appeared to many, you would appear to every person in this room today. Would you make yourself known to us through your word. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. I should mention, just for um, your peace of mind, that today's message is planned to be much shorter than most messages. Um, <laughs> That's the plan. Um, just because I understand with the, the young kids, I love to have them here, but I don't want parents freaking out. So, but I am going to read a big chunk of the scripture, which is an awesome thing to do. John chapter 20, the third day. Okay, we're going to read the story uh, of the third day, Easter Sunday, what we celebrate today. So stick with me. If you have a Bible, turn there, John chapter 20, verse 1. If you have a device, you can check up on there. We'll even put them up here, as you can see on the projector. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb 
and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. Keep reading. Even if this is familiar to you, I want you to look at this. So Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. Uh, spoiler alert, that's John. John just didn't want to say who it is. Well, that's John running with Peter. They started for the tomb. Both were running. I love this picture in my mind, just like this race to the tomb. But the other disciple, he's like me, I, I outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And he bent over and looked in the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb, just like Peter would do. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen, verse 8. And finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. And he saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Now, that's a whole other story. How did they not understand that? Jesus told them 800 times. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. And here's where we're going to look at today. Verse 11. Keep, keep going with me. Now, Mary... Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the one at the foot. That's wild, two angels sitting there. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. And at this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realize it was Jesus. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will get him. Bold claims, Mary. Verse 16, and Jesus said to her, Mary. She leaned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. At the mention of her name by his voice, she knew. I love that. Verse 17, Jesus said, Don't hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, and to my God and your God. Verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that, she had said, that he had said these things to her. We're going to stop there. I have seen the Lord. That's today's message. That was the testimony that changed everything. Jesus had told them everything he was going to do, and then went and did it. They didn't realize he was actually going to do what he said he'd do, but he did it. And they showed up at the tomb, and it's gone. He's gone. But Mary's weeping and waiting, and then she sees Jesus. And then Jesus says her name, and she runs. Because that was the moment, that was the day that changed everything. And what was her testimony? I have seen the Lord. She went from weeping to praising because she saw Jesus. She turned her weeping you could say, was turned to rejoicing, right? And then she was sent out with a testimony. That's her story, but that's our story. 
And I ask you today, have you seen the Lord? I have. Not with my physical eyes in the physical, but I have seen the Lord. I've met the Lord, and he changed my life. And I can tell you, I have seen him. In fact, I'm going to give you a preview of coming attractions. I hope that many of you are going to jump in on this. If you've got a bulletin on the back, it's a little script. And I'm going to give you my first. I have two. I'm going to share two testimonies today. And at the end of the day, I'm hoping, praying, believing that five to ten of you are going to testify just like this. You're going to say, I have seen the Lord. I know this is one of mine. This is truth. This isn't script. This is my life. I know that Jesus died and is now alive because I was lost. I was a sinner without hope. I was in need of a Savior, and I was hungry to know. But nobody had told me the good news about him until one day I met Jesus. And now I am at peace with God. I have forgiveness of sins. I get to hear his voice, and I am his son. I have his presence in my life every day and an eternal hope and an eternal home with him forever in glory. Hallelujah. That's, I've, I've seen the Lord. So here's what you can do if you would like. You've got that paper. Anytime today that you want to write your own story, you don't have to share it with anyone, but you should know your story. And you can write it right on that paper, or you can, if you're, you know, I'm calling out the millennials and, and younger, you can just type it into your phone. I have seen the Lord. I know that Jesus was, died and is now alive because I was A and now I am B. This is my testimony. Hallelujah. And at the end of today, I'm going to share another one of mine and five to ten of you are going to share yours. And we're going to praise God because you have met the Lord. You have seen the Lord. So just as it was, Jesus, completely dead, is now completely alive, turning weeping to rejoicing and sending us out with a testimony. That's preview. That's the, the last slide. But... Sometimes in our lives, this is us. We're like Mary at the tomb in the garden. Jesus is standing right in front of us, and we don't even see him. We don't recognize him. And I would say, not to be harsh, but it's because we're expecting and believing in a dead Jesus. That's what they were all expecting, dead Jesus in the grave. Sometimes when we're in our lives and it feels like, seems like we can't see Jesus, we don't recognize the fact that he's right there, that he is alive in our circumstances, even in our graves. It's because we're looking for some false form of him, a relic or a statue or an idea that is not him, when what he comes to us as many times is a gardener. A gardener? Sometimes we're weeping because we haven't seen Jesus in the middle of our moment, but here we are and he is with us. I want to make a guarantee to you, no matter where you are, no matter where you've been, if you've met Jesus or if you have not, he's there. He is the master gardener and he is at work in every single part of your life at all times. And he's calling your name. He's not dead. But sometimes we're looking for a stoic statue caricature of what we think God should be or what we've been taught to believe that he is and miss that he is fully alive in every circumstance of our lives. Mary thought she was singing a gardener, 
Would Jesus really come as a gardener? We think Jesus, the risen Lord, must be up to really important things, ruling the universe, and of course he is. We think he should be out making a big deal of himself, but he never does. He doesn't have anyone to impress. That's never been his priority. But you know what his priority has always been? Why he did everything he did? It's for you. Jesus, a gardener, yes. In the beginning, he created a garden that he and mankind could walk together in. He made the garden, and he walked with them in the gardener. Yes, he's a gardener. When he came in the form of man, he was often found in a garden talking to the Father, pleading on behalf of his friends. And when the moment of crisis came, he was found in a garden, praying, not my will but yours be done, sweating drops of blood in the garden. And after he had gone to the cross, been crucified, had his life drain out of him, they placed him in a tomb, dead in a garden. And three days later, when it was time... <laughs> When his spirit by the spirit of God entered in that body once again, never to die again, he arose and stood in a garden. Because he's always been about that life, being with us. Being the one who's involved in every part of our lives, tilling up the soil, pulling up the weeds, tending to the good seeds and good fruit in our life. That's Jesus, the master gardener, the lover of your soul, the Savior who is alive today. And I will guarantee you once again that no matter what you're facing, whatever's going on in your life, whether you think you see him or not, he's there. He is working the soil of your life. He's working on your behalf. And if you look for him, if you listen for him, I guarantee you will find him. He is actively at work in every detail. He's alive. Have you seen him? He's speaking. Someone likes to tell you that Christianity is on the decline, that it's an old man's, old dead man's religion. I want to tell you it's not true. It's never been true. In fact, if you want to call it a religion, it's the fastest growing religion on the face of the globe. There are more people coming into the knowledge of Jesus every day than any other religion, statistically. It's because it's not a religion. It's not an ideology. It's life. And Jesus is in the business of showing up in the middle of people's gardens and speaking their name. And it doesn't matter where they live or what they've heard. Sometimes he shows up in dreams. He doesn't need the right political climate, the right emotional moment, the right music. He is there to show up and speak his name. In fact, you might think that he likes the places that look the hardest and darkest. Because you know where more people are coming to Jesus than any other is in the places that seem impossible. They seem the darkest and the hardest. That's because, I'll tell you again, he's alive. It's not just an ideology. It's not just a religious system. Jesus, the man, is still fully alive, still revealing himself to people in the middle of their garden, and he will never stop until the fullness of the number of every nation comes in. And then he will return in glory. And every eye will see him. And they will call upon his name then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Jesus did die, but now he is alive forevermore. He's not stopped or started by governmental regimes or persecution. He lives, he lives, he lives, he lives. There's an old hymn, isn't there? He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And there's that, thanks for that, you know, cell phone, you know, confirmation. (laughs) Really, this is the beginning and the end of today's message. He's alive. He's present. I want to tell you two things. If you don't know him, he's calling your name. If you do know him, and there are situations that seem impossible, seem hard, where you don't see him, just be still for a minute and listen. He's calling your name. If you do know him, though, you should have a testimony. You should be able to declare that Jesus has died and is now alive. I have seen the Lord. I once was, but now I am. Hallelujah. So if you haven't yet had a chance to write down your little testimony, I'm going to give you a minute now to do it. I'm going to share one more uh, after I do that. But Justin, could you just come up for a minute? We're going to end in a song. We're going to end with testimonies. We're going to end with communion. So if you want to write yours down on that paper or on your phone or just think about what the Lord has done in your life, I want you to take a minute and dwell on the, the living Jesus in your life. Also could have whoever is passing out communion start to pass that now, now as well. Can you put up that last slide? I have seen the Lord. I know that Jesus died and is now alive. If we could do, oh, praise, that would be great. Because I was and now I am. Hallelujah. You really need to say the hallelujah part, too. It's important. And your answers could be short. Your answers could be long. But I want to hear you talk about the Jesus who is alive. You don't just need a preacher. He's alive. The word of our testimony releases power to deliver, releases faith, power to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm going to give you about two, three minutes to think about that. Type it in on your phone, in your journal, on the back of your bulletin. And we're going to stand together and testify today. Hang on to that communion. We'll take it in just a few moments. How do you know that he's alive? Where have you seen him at work? I really want you to think about that. I really want you to write it down. I really am expecting five to ten of you to come share today. It's going to be awesome.
Kids, if you know Jesus, you get to take communion too. Just going to give you another minute or two here to write these testimonies out. Then we're going to take communion. Anyone else writing? Let's stand together, take communion. Go ahead and get the wafer out. Prepare your cup with the juice. They can be a little tricky. If you're in the place today and you have not surrendered your life and chosen to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, you can do that right now. Maybe you feel like you've been far away and you want to draw near again. Come with your whole heart. Say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I believe you died and rose again, died for my sins. Today I received the free gift of eternal life. That's the confession of your heart right now. He hears it. He receives you. Now we're all together in the kingdom. Take that wafer. I like to break it as a reminder of his whipped, beaten body. The punishment that belonged to us was put upon him, and we have peace. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your body broken. We thank you for your life laid down to give us life. We say thank you. And today we receive again the fullness of life that you have and even healing to our bodies, souls, and spirits. Because you were broken, we are healed. Because you endured, we are strengthened. Because you live, we live. Go ahead and take that. Make my little cup of juice. Representing the blood of Jesus. Jesus did this with his friends. said, do this and remember to me. I, my blood will be poured out as a new covenant, a new and living way. We've been invited into the knowledge of God. We get to know God forever because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your bloodshed, for the remission of sin, and is still active today, once and for all, making us righteous in the sight of God forever. We drink in celebration in anticipation of the day we'll get to drink with you, Jesus. Go ahead and take that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and you can just put that maybe on your seat for now. Let's stay standing here. We're going to do this. Are you ready to do this? Some of you should be excited. I want five to ten of you to line up here right beside me, and we're going to do this. Right, this side, because they chose. Come on. 
I know, wait, I'm going to wait, because I see a lot of you getting excited to share. I want to show you these testimonies. We'll praise. Uh, it'll be awesome. I get to go again. How great is that? Speaker's prerogative. You can turn off the, the head one, Dan. I know that Jesus died and is now alive because I was aware of my brokenness. Let's all stand together as we do this. This is not a show. This is a celebration. Please stand. I was aware of my brokenness. I was sexually confused, filled with self-loathing, and unable to change myself, my life, or my circumstance. But now I am set free, delivered, transformed, changed forever, because I have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. It is appropriate to celebrate when someone shares that testimony. I have seen the Lord. I know that Jesus died and is now in life because I heard his voice. More than 35 years ago, I was praying. We took time to fast and pray about where our relationship was going to go. And I was literally saying, Lord, just end the relationship. I've done it before. I know you'll walk with me. I know you'll help me through it. I know it'll be hard, but I know you'll be with me. And he said, why? Are you afraid to let me bless you? And that's the first time I can say I really heard the voice of the Lord. And, you know, it's been a blessing. And I had to stand on his word because shortly thereafter that we actually broke up. (laughs) But, you know, that didn't keep going on. So here we are. Here we are. The story is not done. So I have seen the Lord. I know that he's and is alive now because I was in the valley of the shadow of death. He showed me there's nothing to fear. He has conquered death. He has conquered death. So when Debbie was in the hospital, I was alone. I was home alone, and that was that did not feel good. And I was praying. And God showed me that he would bless me. Put a blessing on me every night. God bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. And then there was one day I had to make a choice. Who will I believe? What report will I believe? And I believed the report of God. That Debbie will live. And the next day she came off the respirator. And I know, and I am now with Debbie. Praise God. 36 years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have seen the Lord. I know that Jesus died and is now alive because I was a sinner and now I am a saint. Hallelujah. I have seen Jesus. I believe Jesus Christ died and is now alive because I was a hopeless dope fiend, and now I am a dopeless hope fiend. I was completely debilitated with mental illness, and now I am being restored to sanity. simply wrote, I know that Jesus died and is now alive because I was in total bondage to fear of man, and now I am walking in freedom in the fear of the Lord alone. Hallelujah. Let's sing the chorus to that song. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise 
praise his name forevermore for endless days we will sing your praise oh lord oh lord our god hallelujah oh praise the name of the lord our god oh praise his name forevermore for endless days we will sing your praise oh lord oh lord our god sing it all together one more time oh praise the name of the lord our god oh praise his name forevermore for endless days we will sing your praise oh lord oh lord our god jesus we praise you you were dead, but now you are alive forevermore, just like you said. The tomb is empty. It will never, you will never reside there again. And because of your life, we are made alive forevermore. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. If you agree, say amen.